everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Thank you for tuning in to episode 44 of the Well Then podcast. You guys are tuning into a really special episode today uh, because it's a special New Year's edition. It is also the last episode of 2019 of this decade, and it's the last episode of season one of the Well Then podcast. I have had so much fun bringing you guys all these different wellness-based topics this year and um, throughout this, this first season of the show, and I'm really excited to give you an idea of what you can expect in season two, so stay tuned until the end of this episode for that. Um, but first, let's get into today's topic. So today we're going to talk all about resolutions, resilience, and reframing your self-stories in the new year. So obviously, resolutions are a hot topic this time of year, and depending on the person, they can be kind of a sensitive topic. I think, you know, it's it, it's no secret that a lot of people set resolutions and a lot of people don't keep those resolutions. and there's kind of this um, mentality around the new year of feeling all this pressure to set big goals, to make lofty changes, and to become this like ideal version of yourself almost overnight. Like you go from December 31st, whatever version of you that looked like, all the things that you perceive as flaws and things that you need to work on or get better at. And then January 1st, you're just supposed to have, you know, fixed them all and have all these like brilliant and healthy new habits. And obviously, just from the way I described that, we're setting ourselves up for failure there. And I think that a lot of people either continue in this cycle of um, setting setting a resolution or a goal, not achieving it, feeling a sense of shame, and then kind of reverting back to old patterns and habits and then doing it all again the next year. Or they've learned that that cycle doesn't feel so great, so they don't set resolutions at all. But there's also another option, and that option is a more sustainable approach, approach to goal setting, to um, behavioral change to habit formation. And I think it would be really beneficial if you haven't already to go back and listen to um, my episode from earlier in the season where I talk about how long-term behavioral change is made and the science of habit formation and really using our um, physiology and the way that our brains are wired to our advantage. Um, Listening to that episode is basically my advice on what to do about New Year's resolutions. I, I don't necessarily talk about resolutions in that episode, but that's the kind of general idea. So that if you are setting a new goal for yourself or there's a change you'd like to make or a new habit you'd like to implement, that episode will help you to do that in a really strategic and structured and well thought out way. Um, but let's look at like why why don't these resolutions last for people? I was at a yoga class a couple days ago, and the teacher was kind of sharing how January first the studio gets packed. And you know, if you're into fitness or wellness at all, you you probably know this to be true. Any gym that you go to or or fitness studio, whether it's yoga, spin boot camp classes, they're all packed for the first few weeks of January. 
and then oftentimes they kind of taper off towards the end of the month and then they go back to their normal sort of regular attendance levels and um, this is so so common like most people's resolutions especially these ones that are wellness and fitness based but even you know resolutions that have to do with personal growth or relationships or financial health um, most people only stick to them for the first three or four weeks of the year and the main reasons why Number one, they don't have a strong enough motivation or a strong enough why behind why they're doing it. Um, you know, they might say that they want to get healthier, but the motivation is just to, like, get a six-pack or purely aesthetic rather than having a motivation to have a deeper sense of self-confidence or to have more energy, to be able to play with your kids. Those kind of things are much deeper, longer-lasting wise um, that will help drive a goal or intention or resolution a little bit farther. I recommend reading Start With Why by Simon Sinek. If you haven't before, it's a, it's a great place to start. It's, it predominantly talks about um, setting your why in, in terms of your career, um, career goals and purpose, but it can apply to any area of your life. Um, number two, resolutions don't last because these sustainable habits aren't developed. So going back to what I said before, go listen to my episode on sustainable long-term change. Um, sometimes it's just too hard. We try to, to do something that overwhelms us, um, and we don't take the time to really break down that habit and implement it into our lives in a way that makes sense to our brain, making it easy on ourselves, attaching a new habit to a, a previous habit that we already have. Like if you want to, um, you know, be better about meditating every day, then attaching it to your your routine in the morning when you brush your teeth, you meditate for five minutes before or after. Um, things like that. And the, they're just generally too big. Like a lot of times they're kind of big, vague, like somebody will say, I want to get healthier. But where do you start on that? Something a little bit more realistic might be, I want to eat, you know, an additional five servings of vegetables a week, something, something along those lines that feels a little bit more tangible, um, can be easier to achieve than those big sort of vague resolutions. But the last reason that I really wanna focus on today um, that resolutions don't last is because people haven't built up resilience. So resilience is defined as the ability to cope with life's challenges and adapt to adversity. And we hear about resilience a lot when it comes to really big, difficult life-altering events like divorce or loss of job or financial hardship or loss of a loved one or um, natural disasters, things like that, that are these defining moments that require this, require that we develop this internal strength to get through them. And that type of resilience is, is incredibly important and it's vital for, for everybody to develop that throughout their lifetime because we, we will always face those types of challenges, unfortunately. Um, and they do make us stronger and we do learn a lot through them, um, whether it's strength, compassion, um, patience, self-love. There's, there's so many qualities that we learn when we become resilient through challenges like those. Um, 
the, the focus tends to be on emotional and mental resilience. So, you know, how you can, how you can stay centered and, and balanced and grounded or return to your center um, during periods of, of high stress, of challenge, of adversity. And that honestly, that's super important. I talk about mental health a lot on this show and on my platform in general. And resilience is, is a cornerstone to mental health. We have to learn how to bounce back from adversity in order to have balanced mental health. But something I think that's not talked about as much is physical resilience. So, you know, in the realm of physical resilience, it's important to build up our immune system. How resilient is our body to fight off infections um, or invaders? And, you know, how, how long does it take us to get better once we've gotten sick or contracted a virus or a bacteria? Um, resilience in our joint and muscle stability and strength. You know, if we become injured, how quickly do we bounce back? How resilient is our body to heal from physical injury or trauma? Um, our nervous system response, how resilient is our nervous system to physical, mental, and emotional stressors? Like some people have really, really tangible nervous system responses in reaction to stressors, um, whether that's things like eye twitch or insomnia or migraines or um, any number of, of ways that your body can physically respond to stress. And so that's kind of what I wanted to focus on today is learning to build up these areas of physical resilience so that we can better tackle the, the goals that we set for ourselves, the re resolutions that we set for ourselves, and just how we handle our lives in general. So I want to kind of start with how do we build resilience on all of these levels and, and what are some applicable habits that will apply to all, all those areas, emotional, mental, and physical resilience. So the first and most important one I'd say is learning to reframe your thoughts and your self story. So stories are really, really important. The stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and about our lives and about the world around us are a crucial component to how we experience life and how we show up for life and how resilient we are and how we, we do bounce back from setbacks or failure or difficulties. And that's just as true as it is for emotional stressors as it is for physical stressors and um, issues with our health. So I think a lot of the times people don't necessarily realize that our self-stories are completely made up. We, we regard them as the truth because a lot of times we've been operating with these scripts and these stories for our whole lives, um, or as long as we can remember at least. And so it can be really hard to change things that we regard as an absolute truth, a hard fact. But I challenge you to start thinking of these things as a little bit more fluid. Um, I'll give you an example. Maybe you have told yourself that you are a bad public speaker. And so your whole life, every time you're called upon to public speak, you get shaky, you get nervous, you get sweaty, your voice trembles, and you forget what you're supposed to say, and you black out, and you get off the stage, and you, you know it was a disaster. You don't know 
what you said or how it went, but you just know that it wasn't good. And so you continue this feedback loop, this narrative that tells yourself like, yep, I'm a bad public speaker. See, I have proof now. And what if it were as simple as, you know, reframing your story to, I haven't always enjoyed public speaking, but I'm getting better at it. I'm starting to become more confident. I'm starting to become more assured in what I have to say. And I know that what I have to say will make a difference. And people need to hear what I have to share. And slowly but surely, next time you speak and the time after that, you shake a little bit less, your voice trembles a little bit less, you sound a little bit more confident, you make more eye contact. And eventually you might get to this place where you're like, wow, I'm actually a good public speaker. And so what you regarded as a, the hard truth before was actually something a little bit more fluid and flexible and changeable. And that's just one example. You know, there are many when it comes to our health. Some people think that, oh, I get sick a lot. I have a, I have a weak immune system. Or it's hard for me to build muscle. Or I don't like working out. Or I don't sleep well. These are all just stories that we tell ourselves. and. It can be kind of confronting to just think of it as a story because it feels so real, but it is changeable. And to start to look at life in that way makes you feel like you're a little bit more in control. These aren't just hard truths or things that are happening to you, but they're things you actually have control over. And so when you start to look at your narratives and your stories in that way, it gives you more flexibility in choosing your thoughts and choosing thoughts that feel better and are more empowering for you. So that's the first place is I'd encourage you to just get out a journal and start to free write about like, what are some of the stories I tell myself and how do they serve me? In what ways are they not serving me? And what stories would I like to change? And then just practice like rewriting your stories. Like, ask yourself, what would feel better than the story I've been telling myself? Like, you don't even have to necessarily buy into it just yet, but just let yourself explore and think about and write about what would feel better than the thought you're thinking now. And go down that path of what it would look like to adopt that thought or that story as your own. So that leads me into the next kind of step in how to build resilience on all levels and that's focusing on what you can control. So now that you're learning like that you can control your stories and the thoughts that you choose to think and choose to spend time focusing on, it's also important to distinguish between what you can and can't control in other areas of your life. So you might not necessarily be able to control the external circumstance like you lost your job. But you can control that you can spend a few minutes every day meditating and doing some breathing exercises to calm your nervous system, to feel a little bit more grounded. And then from that grounded place, you can take actions like going out and looking for new jobs, um, networking and seeing, you know, what, what people in your life might know of job openings out there. Um, you might not necessarily be able to control that you contracted a virus in, in your travels, but you can control the supplements that you take to boost your immunity. You can control that you can eat really, really nourishing foods and foods that are healing um, rather than foods that aren't as healing. 
you can control, that you can exercise and stretch and get quality sleep. So start to focus on all those things, the things that you can do and take action on rather than the things you can't. That will help to build your resilience as well, make you feel like you're in the driver's seat a little bit more. And then it's also important to seek support. So having a system in place that you can rely on when difficult things happen is crucial. So whether that is, you know, your health and having a team of health practitioners or whether it's, you know, um, therapists, people who can support with your mental and emotional health, um, having financial advisors to make sure you're in good financial health, like get your team in place. Make sure that you've got the people you can turn to when things are a little more difficult or challenging or you need support and build structures in your life that make it easy for you to call on that support when you need it. And then finally, just take it one day at a time. I think a lot of times we just overwhelm, overwhelm ourselves with everything that needs to be done. You know, like I said in the beginning, you have this ideal version of yourself that you project out and you think that on January 1st, you need to be that person. And if you're not, then you're disappointed. And it's so helpful to not project into this uncertain future or to dwell on the past and mistakes that you feel like you've made or time you feel like you've lost where you should have been doing something um, that, that you weren't or shouldn't have been doing something that you were. Throw all that out the window and just be here right now. I know that's so hard because, you know, we are anxious creatures who like to have certainty and project into the future. But, you know, the truth is the future isn't entirely certain. Even when you focus on all the things you can control, the future isn't certain or guaranteed. So the more you can just be here now and get curious about what's coming up for you right now, the things that are consistently standing in your way, and what are some of the actions that you have control over to, to change it or overcome those, those barriers, those are the things that will make you feel more content in the moment. So as hard as it is, I know I'm, I've been there myself. I get impatient when I start something new and I want to see the change happen right away. Don't focus on how far you are from where you want to go. Just focus on the fact that you're proud of yourself for taking action on it today. And that'll feel really good. And let that feeling, that self intentment, that um, self-expression, that that pride in yourself almost, let that build upon itself because it'll continue to feel better and better, which will reinforce the positive action. You'll keep taking the actions that get you to where you want to go. And then one day you will be in that place where you're like, wow, I'm really grateful that I've slowly and consistently and patiently put in the work over time to build my resilience, to not just set a resolution that I'm never going to reach, but really get to know myself better and learn the way my brain works and what works for me and what doesn't. And that is such a healthier place to come from when we're talking about new years, new decades, resolutions, and um, honestly, just building a, a healthier relationship with yourself for the rest of your life, not just for the first few weeks of every new year. So I hope that was helpful. hope that gave you guys some context on how to frame your intentions going into, going into this new chapter, which I think for a lot of us is just a continuation of whatever current chapter you're in, and it doesn't necessarily need to be so momentous. Um, 
If you have more questions about that or want individualized support, I do offer um, life coaching and wellness coaching. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can check out my website, empowered-bodies.com and email me there as well. You can follow me on Instagram at Megan Share, where I post um, a lot of daily tips, tools, and inspiration as well. And like I said in the very beginning, I am so grateful to all of you who've been tuning in to season one of the Well Then podcast. It has been honestly such a joy and a treat and a delight to get to interview the people I've interviewed and talk about the topics I've talked about. And I'm so, so excited to bring in lots of new guests, lots of new topics for season two, which will be launching um, in spring, early spring of uh, 2020. So get excited for that. And as always, if you have, um, if you have guests that you'd like to hear me interview or topics that you'd like me to talk about, feel free to reach out to me with those as well. Um, I would love your suggestions and I want to, you know, make this show as much yours as it is mine. I want to give back to you guys and, and give you, you know, the information that you are really hungry for. And um, so you can expect more holistic wellness-based topics on, on a variety of issues and um, more, more guests that kind of challenge the status quo and share their stories and how different practices have impacted their lives. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. I really hope you've enjoyed this first season. If you've enjoyed this show, I invite you to share it with your friends who might benefit from hearing it. Leave a review, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast um, so we can get this out to more listeners. And until next season, have a happy, healthy, and balanced day.